0: to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Uh, it's an absolutely beautiful afternoon and um, it's lovely to see Jane Turney here in her garden. So Jane <laughs> is uh, has taken the opportunity to get a bit of a tan on her legs at the same time. Um, so hi, Jane, and welcome. Hello um so Jane and I have been we know each other a couple of years now I think um doing various bits and pieces together and I just thought it'd be amazing for Jane to get to share some of her story she's got some really interesting tales to tell us um particularly about Tom her little pony um so Jane tell us a little bit about yourself just give us an overview of who you are and what brings you here today
1: um so I'm Jane I have probably I've been sort of competing sort of more seriously dressage for, will be over five years now, I always think of it as being five, but, but probably six or seven years. Um, although my interest in dressage really started about 20 years ago, um, where uh, one of my um, instructors actually um, asked, I was on a mad fell pony. He was a, he was a jumping pony actually, That because all I did was the dressage so that I could jump being totally honest, and I had this crazy fell pony um, who was very, very hot. Um, I was told by a lot of people actually that I would never get anywhere with him; that he was untrainable. And um, he he ended up doing some really nice dressage tests for his jumping. Um, but I learned the world with him really early on. Um, in so many ways and funnily enough I was having a lesson with him with um, a man called Mark Townsend and he asked me out of the blue if I'd ever considered doing the talent spotting scheme that BD were running at that time I think it's I can't remember what it's changed to now but it was kind of what it started off with and um, I was a bit like no because I yeah me Dessard, but it actually kind of almost gave me a bit of a sort of I don't know it was like a can't think of the word but it kind of sparked me into thinking oh maybe I could actually be good at this and um, I really have to sort of thank him for sort of starting that off and setting the journey along really but um, it was a few years after that that I was offered an opportunity with Judy Harvey um, and I spent a year there as a sort of working pupil Um, and then Learned a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, also learnt a lot of what I didn't know actually about dressage and schooling and training and actually how inexperienced I was with different horses um, because I'd always had my Pony Club ponies that I'd sort of trained myself and kind of self-taught. Um, so and then from there obviously that's where I met Charlotte and we became really good friends but through that, I also met her sister and so, somehow kind of went off in a totally different direction and worked with Emma-Jane with show ponies. And I did that for sort of eight or nine years. Um, doing that, I definitely learned a lot about riding different horses, different ponies. Um, and uh, you, you had to learn a lot of tricks. And it also taught me sort of using your arena and using the time that you had to show off a little bit. Um, So then when I come back to the dressage, um, it had really given me a lot of background, really, to be able to push on and do what I always dreamed I wanted to do. Um, Am I babbling? (laughs) No, not at all. That's lovely. No, it's perfect. It's a long old story. It It is you know it's been quite a long time coming and in a lot of ways I feel like I'm an older person achieving my dreams I mean I'm not old old, but I am older in taking on it's taken me a long time to sort of actually believe in myself have people believe in me and have the horses to ride and be able to achieve my dreams um so I think it was how old is the 11 so sort of seven eight nine ten eight years ago now it would be that um, I had the phone call from Charlotte asking if I fancied a challenge. Um, and that challenge ended up being little Tom Cruise. Um, he was a very wild, year old um, pony. And I fell in love with him before I even met him. Um, to this day, I don't think Charlotte will ever believe what she did for me in giving me that opportunity. Cause I think the fact that she put her trust in me to produce one for her was like a massive confidence boost. Um, And the journey with him has just been amazing. Um, Yeah, and I'd say he's probably taught me more than any really.
0: So we're going to get onto your journey with Tom later yeah. on because he's—I just love hearing about him. It's so cute.
1: I love um, talking about him a bit too much.
0: <laughs> well, you're going to get to, so that's cool. So, I mean, it's lovely that you are now at that point where you feel like there's people that believe in you. You're finally being able to achieve your dream. I know you've had an amazing past year. So just tell us a little bit about the past year you've had and what is it that's enabled you to have that past year? What's been different for you in the past year?
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, I think last year was kind of the stuff of dreams, really. Um, I mean, going back to when I said about Mark saying to me, oh, you could have a talent for this. Um, And I remember sort of saying, oh, one day I might be able to find Great Britain. But if I'm totally honest, I sort of like where the journey's taken me, I've I always thought I was very good with the young horses with slightly tricky horses because they're what I always worked with. And I was very, I was in my comfort zone with them. Um, And I was quite happy. I was, you know, especially from doing the show ponies, you used to kind of ride them and produce them for child ride. And I took just as much pleasure in producing them and watching them progress as I did in, if I was doing it myself. And from that, I probably took a bit of a back seat, but I think from sort of like the last, few years I had obviously I got the ride on um on PJ who's has been Halligan's Jupiter who was owned by Shirley Rickson and David Rickson and we have just had the most incredible journey as well and Shirley and David have been amazing in supporting me because obviously I'd only ridden up to medium and just start an advanced medium so to have a horse that talented and they they supported me in actually training on beyond that Um, you know, they could have easily given him to a more experienced rider that would probably have got there a lot faster. So to have really stuck with me, I'm really thankful for that. And because of that, I think me and the horse have an amazing partnership and it's, yeah, it's lovely. But um, last year was like my first year competing small tour and it was just amazing. I mean, that horse is just incredible um, going from winning at our very first high profile at the beginning of the year at PSG, taking me through to the Nationals at the end of the year at small tour level, competing in both the PSG, the Inter 1, and then the Freestyle, which I made a bit of a boo-boo in, which is a big old learning curve. We do laugh about it now, but... Um, and then from there, I got to compete at Hoy's, which obviously I caught up with you there before competing, and that in itself was like a dream come true. To I've been to Hoy's with show ponies, but to go with a with a in, a, in the dressage was just to ride in that sort of crowd was like riding at the Olympics. Like on, for dressage, you know, you just don't get to do things like that. So that was immense, and he absolutely enjoyed it. He was a little bit too much. We were a little bit hot. Made a few mistakes because of that. But at the same time, it actually made me think, blimey, he's got it there to go all the way. Um, And then from there, we then competed in our first international at um, Le Mans. And we kind of, on the way there, me and Shirley just went together, just me and his owner, Shirley, and we drove down. We followed Katie Bailey, actually, which was lovely because it felt like a real team effort. Um, And on the way there, we were like... I can't believe we're doing this we or both of us were just like we can't believe we're doing this this is amazing and um, we said we're just going to have a good time we're going to enjoy it and we're just going to see we didn't know how he was going to cope with the journey we didn't know how he was going to be because you know it's having it, the nationals which was only sort of a month or so before was his first time doing three days in a row I mean this is a horse that's always gone out and been good and had such a good outlook at a competition that We'd take him out, we'd qualify him, we'd put him away, we'd train. We'd go to a championship and, I mean, he's, he's been amazing. He's gone to these championships and i have had some amazing results. And then he'd get put away. So to suddenly go from that to competition after competition and then doing three days of competition, plus that journey, we thought, well, we'll just have to see. Um, and he was amazing. He bounced off the lorry the other end. Um, we ate a lot, we drank a lot. The horse just settled and was brilliant um, and I thoroughly enjoyed just having the one horse to look after and um, yeah I mean we had some amazing results we were equal tenth I think in the PSG then he was fifth in the Inter 1 and then I ended up fifth in the music as well so um, but the whole experience it was just just made me want to go and do it again really um, which we were hoping to this year but this year's obviously all gone a little bit different so um, but it's more time to change and. Change, sorry not change um and I'm hoping sort of this year with this time we can just sort of put it to a bit more training so that hopefully we'll get our chance to do a few more small tour because that's what we're comfortable at and also training more towards the Grand Prix, which I never thought I'd say never thought I'd say that
0: (laughs) so tell us a little bit about that I love the fact that whenever I speak to you it's like you have to pinch yourself all the time because I I never thought I'd be here I never thought I'd be doing this
1: no absolutely I never me riding Grand Prix, like I said, I always, I thought I was going to be a a young horse producer Um, and if you sort of get a bit of a tricky one and I did a lot of breaking and training of the young ones so it just never, and I suppose I never really put it in my sights because I just didn't believe that somebody like me would be able to do that and especially to the level that I'd like to think we could possibly do because I mean that horse is absolutely amazing he's a world-class horse so geez there's not many people have chance to train a horse like their first horse that they train up to that level they don't normally have one that's as amazing as that so and then of course I've got little Tom that having kicked on with PJ and learned so much on PJ and sort of I think it'd be sort of good to to and a bit years ago Charlotte was just like well we might as well just kick on with Tom as well because I had a he was rather cheeky in the medium at the winters um, totally put me in my place and she was like "Right, well, we might as well just kick on and teach him a, tra- a change and get going so sort of two years on I'm all of a sudden going he could be Grand Prix at the same sort of time as PJ and again he's he may just he may be a pony but he's also exceptionally talented so not only have I got one I've got two <laughs>
0: So I know you're desperate to tell us about him. So tell us about little Tom then. Tell us, tell us. I mean, (laughs) you said how he came into your life. I'm I'm gonna have to just sit back and listen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me to shut up if I ramble. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Tom came into my life eight years ago now, it'd be In sort of October time, Charlotte rang me and said that she'd got this. Um, she'd bought this project and she thought that I'd be the perfect person for him. Um, she was like, he's a little wild and um yeah I remember we trolled off down well I went off for a lesson on another horse and when I went with the, the other horse I picked him up and brought him home and I've never seen anything have such a tantrum about going on the lorry in my life he was that was my first sort of impression of him he put himself on the floor he was not going anywhere near it and that was without anyone really nobody was putting any particular pressure on him they were just like come on go on and eventually he did go on. And once he was in there, he travelled like an absolute saint. Um, and I thought, well, I don't know quite what we're going to have to break here. It could be a bit... And he was nervous about everything, having his rugs on. If there was too many people around him, he was a bit scared of people. Um, and I know he's ne- he'd never had a bad time as a youngster. He was just flighty, I think. And, um, yeah, that was just his personality. But my very good friend, Sam... Helped me break him in. Um, she did sort of a, a lot of the groundwork. And when it came to getting on, I remember he was far more interested in trying to eat the sand than he was in even thinking about what I was doing. And I think within about a week, we were in the school, walk, trot, canter. And I kept thinking to myself, he's going to realise soon that I'm on his back and I'm telling him what to do. And he was a little bit kind of gave you the feeling that I was riding him because he was allowing me to, not because. I was any good he kind of always gave me that feeling and to begin with I just had to sort of coast along a little bit and not put until he'd really learned anything I didn't really ask that much of him because I think I probably would have ended up with something not quite rideable Um, but thankfully the way that I did it seemed to work really well for him Um, and from there I trained him on um, with the help of being cast actually and helped me a lot with him as a baby. Um, And at the end of that year, he did the Young Pony um, Championships that was at Berry Farm. It was the only one that they did um, at the High Profile show. And bless him, he'd done one show before. I think I took him to Addington and did an unaffiliated just so he'd been out. And then he went from Addington, which is quite a plain, nice, nice welcoming arena, the indoor berry farm where there was all flowers and because it was a high profile it was and I'd never ridden at a high profile I'd never I just sort of turned up not really knowing what to expect and bless his heart he kind of went in there and the first time ever I heard, felt him kind of hold his breath and I was like come on we'll be all right and from that day on I knew he was going to be special because he just was like okay we got this um pulled off a lovely test um and he won that with over 80 percent which was amazing and then he won sort of the championship. Um, obviously the young pony, young horse classes are just the same. They're not quite as, they're sort of not quite like doing a test, but it's still a really good score. And then I brought him on sort of the following year um, towards sort of novice. And I think I qualified him. And then we thought it would be a really nice idea because obviously he was being trained towards doing the pony and child stuff. We thought it'd be a really good idea to get a young rider on him. And Phoebe Peters rode him, and she did an amazing job on him. Um, and she, I think she did the regionals, and then she did the nationals, which he won under her. And I can't remember. I was like a mum watching their child. He was did his test, and I remember. I'm not like an emotional person, but I watched him do this novice test, and it made me cry. Um, so yeah, he's made me cry more times than any pony, I think, for good and bad reasons. Um, so. Then from there we sort of kicked on towards going up towards the medium because that's what they need to do to do the um, young rider stuff. Um, and I think the idea was for Phoebe to carry on doing that. Um, but he, uh, I can't remember quite sort of what. So he, oh, he did, he did the young, he did it, he got taken onto the prime squad because obviously she had Lucci on she was able to then have a second horse so she didn't really have to do many of the trials they just wanted him to do a test just to see that he was sort of good enough really so again i think it was an addington high profile she did on him um and won that with i think 73 which was amazing for his first um first pfei pony test um and uh, yeah it was sort of all looking like going for great things um and then he was going to do Addington CDI and um, my farrier at the time, um, any mistake that I'm sure they can make, he um, he just put slightly too long a nails on him that time. He must've changed and he'd slightly burnt his foot back and he bruised his foot. And it took ages to get it right. And we thought he was, we thought he was there. I remember sort of like morning, noon and night, I was tubbing and icing and, everything under the sun I could do to try and get his foot right and we were really struggling um and uh we th- well he he was fine at home so we took him to Addington and he got pulled up in the trot up I mean it was very very slight and to be fair they pulled him up and they looked at him and they were like they looked again and thought he was going to be fine but um there was a lot of sort of like if in and butting and this and that and we were just like it was so stressful and just all a bit too much and we're like let's just take him home which we we kind of did i sort of just took him home because i just wanted to take my baby home because all this was being a bit strange and um then i real i didn't realize until after that nobody had actually informed anybody and we could have been in big trouble for doing so so a big lesson learned there um but a lot of apologies made and as it, they were all very very good about it um and this is going back a good few years so um yeah he sort of come away and then we sort of never really sort of stuck up again with sort of Phoebe riding him so I then took back to the took the reins back um started training a lot more with Charlotte and um that's when she was like well you should do because at that time it was the sort of restricted and open said you should have a go at the um do the regionals and have a go at nationals with him if you qualify obviously which was amazing because I knew he had a good chance of doing well at both." and he, uh, I remember the sort of week coming up to my regionals, I think sort of like every other week, I think I was there with Charlotte and I learned an an immense amount. And then before my regionals, and she was really good. because She met me there and she worked me in and I was freaking out because um, I, and I well, I'm a lot better than I was, but at the time I did get very, very nervous. Um, and I remember Charlotte's even said to me since she wasn't sure that I'd ever really get my headset around it because I never really believed in myself for a lot of reasons um, and he did a super test um, at the regionals and we won it and qualified so that was great and I mean the biggest relief for me was when I come out that Charlotte told me i had done a good job because she's uh, or ever, ever I ride down that center line I always kind of almost think if she's sat at sea like that she 's more scary than any judge so um, am I babbling <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that kind of like I'd qualified for I think I'd done the winter nationals at the beginning of the year but this is my first time riding at summer nationals it was always my dream to ride at the summer nationals um I would remember going there when I was working with Judy and I think it was at the time that Roland won on Fitzcarraldo the young horses and I remember standing watching him do the prize giving standing up in the in that lovely big arena and I remember sort of just thinking that's a real dream to do that. And again, never really thinking it would ever happen to somebody like me. Um, So it was just amazing to have qualified. So the week before the nationals, I did take him down to Charlotte. So I spent the week with her um, and we had just a fabulous week really training and she got me where we were doing baking cakes. I I went, I remember it's the first time I'd ever done spin. I went to the gym with her bearing in mind I don't really go to the gym um there's the and there's there I am next to Charlotte and she's 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 laughing because I'm there anyway I've never seen anyone move their legs so fast as her honestly like I, I was like I cannot keep up <laughs> I'm like killing myself trying to keep up with her because I thought I've got to sort of like you know can't can't lose face um and uh, yeah that we sort of did that a couple of times actually I think I had a couple of sessions with her PT and um, which again was really interesting in sort of working on all my weaknesses in my body because she's brilliant at picking up um, things I do a lot of a lot of trainers I sort of go to because I sit quite pretty I think from doing the showing, um, I don't get many people really kind of get stuck in about sort of what my body's actually doing and I I'm such a believer in what I do reflecting on the horse and she's so hot as you can imagine I'm picking up on the real fine details um so having her there working with me in the gym as well was was really helpful um and uh yeah so we sort of set off to nationals and I thought I've had all this training and I remember riding through the test the day before and I remember nearly crying at the end because I felt like I'd done it so bad because she was like, no, it's not good. It's got to be this, this and this. Um, And I watched that video all night, I think. Um, Set off for there the following morning and she sort of met me there in the afternoon. Um, And he just felt amazing. I remember working him in and thinking, wow, he feels like the best he'd felt all week, really. And, And she was so good in the working in, sort of keeping me calm and... Just, yeah, just put us in the right place, really. And then I rode this test and I came out and I cried, did a lot of crying because I was, I just, I felt like, I think because I'd done it the day before with her, and I know that I'd ridden it, like with that, when you've got somebody sort of like really on you for each movement, I knew I could do it so much better. Um, and she'd really taught me that. I mean, she taught me in the months coming up to it but particularly that week having watched her ride and done what I do I knew how sort of how important it was to really ride that test and I came out and I just felt like I hadn't done it as well as I could have done and I, I did I felt that she'd put so much into me that week and then I just felt like I hadn't done what I needed to do and she's like why are you crying and I was like oh it's useless <laughs> she was like it was really good she was like is everyone listening <laughs> and I because I'm I'm quite loud my voice travels Anyway, I sort of off I went to put him away and I was really pleased with him and because um, he was such a good boy. I mean, he did no arena walk. He just went in that arena and just just stormed round. Um, I've always said with him, I feel I've got more pressure on me because if I press the right buttons and I ride it right, he'll do it. Because he is that is how he is. He's amazing in the arena. So off I went to sort of sort myself out, pull myself together and just sort of like give him a good old cuddle and. I think I left it ages before I headed back up towards the, um, the school board or anything and I hadn't heard anything because when you're down the bottom there you don't really hear anything being said and I met um, Olivia Towers she was coming down the hill as I was coming up and they were like oh really well done on your score I was just like oh didn't have, uh, what, what? I was like oh god what have I got I was like is it bad I haven't seen it and they're like oh no don't you know we don't know if we should tell you I was like oh tell me So they were like you've got 72% so then at that point I think the smile kind of like I nearly cried again I think and then then I was just like oh my god and I've got a really good friend with me and then of course I was only I was quite early to go in the day so well I'd say day it was an afternoon class and it didn't finish till about six so I was quite early to go and um so of course I had all day to wait and um we kind of had to go and get them ready for the prize giving before even knowing where you'd ended up. And I think there was about four to go when I was getting in ready. And, um, I kept him with Joe Jenkins at the time, who again was a real big support. Um, and, uh, I kept getting these texts and I, I took a picture of it. I still have it to this day because it, it still makes me smile. And I've got, as I'm getting him ready, it's like four to go. You're still in the lead. Three to go. You're still in the lead two to go you're still in the lead and then I got you won and I'm really proud of you and um I don't think I read that one until I got back but I have got the picture on my phone because I think it's one that I'll cherish forever because it was just one of those moments um and it never really sank in to be honest um I sort of went down there in a bit of a daze. I did my I did that twice giving um it was like dreams coming true and then I came out and like this I talked and talked (laughs) and talked, because I got all the media and they're all asking me questions. Um, And I talked and talked and talked. And when I got back up to the top, Charlotte was like, where have you been? And I was like, I was talking to the media. You're not supposed to talk to them for that long. I was like, they just kept asking me questions. (laughs) Um, And I never really got to celebrate it because it was sort of six or seven o'clock at night and I'd got a hire lorry that I had to get home. So it was kind of a bit of a rush then to sort everything out to then get him home to get the hire lorry home and um i drove back up to my friends after and she put a big banner out um sort of saying congratulations and we had pizza and champagne in the evening to celebrate which was lovely um and i went back the following day to watch charlotte with um florentina doing the young horse class and i'd driven down actually with my friend who would help me the day before i'd driven and then halfway through the day i was like oh do fancy driving, they really drive me home, because they were all bringing up, well, and then I drank, we were drinking pims, and, and so I was actually able to kind of celebrate, but we were there till quite late, and I did drink quite a lot, and in the evening, Charlotte still laughs about this t- today, in the evening, we were all, there was like a barbecue at the hotel around the back, and we all ran there, and I remember I had to go to the loo, and she sort of nipped in there just before me, and she came out, and she was just like, oh, look at the state of me, like, I looked dreadful. I oh got. I said, "Oh blimey!" I so said, "I haven't, I hadn't redone my makeup or anything from the morning, and sort of, sort of been drinking and out in the sun." And I know I wasn't looking particularly special. And I said to her, "Oh, I said, um, I said, blimey, if you don't look any good, I don't know what I'm." She and she looked at me and she went, "Don't look in the mirror." <laughs> Best friends. So I was like, "Okay." Well, of course, got went to the loom, washed my hands, looked at, looked in the mirror and thought oh blimey look at the state of that because it wasn't good and then I said to myself I bloody won then I cried <laughs> and, then, like, and I walked out and I think Ian was out there for some reason and I was just like oh Ian I was like, I looked in the mirror I said and I said I thought blimey look at the state of that I said and then I realized I won I said then it made me cry and of course I got back to the table and Charlotte was the first one like Oh, my God. She was like, you've cried, haven't you? She said, you looked in the mirror and went, I'm a winner. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) She said that that made her laugh more than anything that week. We still laugh about it to this day. It still comes up a lot in conversation, (laughs) me looking in the mirror and crying. But, um, and it must
0: be it just must be amazing having the support of someone who has you know done what she's done yeah and just just in case anyone doesn't realize which charlotte you are talking about we are of <laughs> course talking about charlotte de Jardin here um the queen of dressage and she, you know to have a mate like that who who has been and done what she has done and yet can support you the way she does it's something oh, we talked about actually isn't it about the yeah. fact that you know it's always a bit of a concern when you've got a mate who's a genuine genuine friend you know who's that close to you who is that good um and the sort of the trials and tribulations of that is quite interesting isn't it that you know the things that you worry about people saying or what have you but you you know she doesn't ride your horses you go in and you do it and it's still you that does it isn't it so yeah we've had some interesting conversations about about your thoughts around that and things haven't we
1: yeah 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 I mean she has sat on them, obviously, and that's that's really helpful um in honestly, coming up towards that championship, sort of getting the his fame right I really struggled with, and she helped me a lot um sort of teaching me sort of where he needed to be um and at one time in my life, I would have been like, No, I'm doing it all on my own, but I think that's part of growing up and actually kind of taking a bit of step back and taking it more as a sort of learning curve that you know i mean to have somebody of her caliber be able to sit on your horse and feel what you're feeling and then be able to show you where she would prefer it to be and then teach you to have it in that place is just money can't buy that i mean that's absolutely amazing so um and the times of most com big my big competition the times that she's been there supporting me she is, she is amazing, you know, it's and it is amazing to have that sort of support and that sort of help. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm very, very lucky.
0: <laughs> and she does give you some good perspectives sometimes as well, though, doesn't she? She gives you some interesting thoughts.
1: Absolutely. I think um, because, obviously, um, she had to sort of learn a lot how to deal with pressure, especially at the times of riding with Blueberry. I mean, I don't think any of us would want to ride under the pressure that she had to. Um, especially after the 2012 Olympics really because the journey up to then was just like this amazing journey of her sort of coming up from nowhere really for those of us but for those that didn't know her, I think anyone that knew her knew that she was going to get there I mean to go and do it on her first attempt was pretty amazing but we all knew she'd get there one day Um, but obviously then once she'd done that then all the eyes were on her and then the pressure and the expectation especially if she just kept going and she just kept delivering it and it just got harder and harder um so seeing her have to deal with that and also sort of quite often you know we'd talk about things and she shared a lot of the knowledge that she learned from it and also she had sort of sports psychology help and she shared a lot of that with me um that was before I met you obviously for the early days um and uh and that really helped put things into perspective for me sort of riding and training and competing um yeah and sort of learning from her how she'd how she had to sort of get into her zone before she got on and sort of be able to lose herself so that she could ignore everything that was going on um to be able to just go in there and ride like she does um yeah so
0: and obviously we've been doing some bits for the last couple of years. I mean, we haven't specifically done necessarily mental things with you around um, competition things, but actually a lot of it is very similar. We've worked on other stuff. I'm obviously not going to talk about what we worked on, but what have you found in the last couple of years has been the difference for you? So you've had that viewpoint, you've had that experience, she supported you, but what about yeah. yourself then? What's been your changes in mindset over the last couple of years? But, you know, these are pinch me, I'm really here moments that yeah. in the last couple of years, aren't they? So how have yeah. you kept and you're still producing the goods you know you've kept going <laughs> you go out that you are <laughs> you are well no one's producing anything right now are they let's face it we're all we're all winning at home <laughs> yeah. um, what is it that's a real difference for you
1: I think um I think as you start being able to achieve things I think it sort of actually it gives you that belief that you can um and also you do I've sort of figured out a way that works for me because I, I do still get quite nervous and especially when competing PJ really more so than, I mean, it used to be a little bit Tom when Tom was Charlotte's but obviously well, even with him now, but now it takes the pressure off with him being mine a little bit, um, even though I feel I need to do him justice, but obviously with PJ, he's got, he's done so well and he's been, he's been so consistent I do get sort of quite nervous with the thought that I've got to kind of keep that up or better it so I do I do get nervous before competitions I think it's a it's that nervous that you want to do well though um so it's probably a slightly different nerves to what I used to get um I think at the beginning I once I started sort of competing with all the horses that I rode really, I was almost not desperate, but. I so wanted to do it and I so wanted to do it well that I put too much pressure on myself and then I learned to kind of cope with that and I learned how to deal with things in the working in and then that's kind of helped me move forwards to sort of a slightly different type of nerves but you, if anyone sees me sort of before I compete in anything big, I'm normally wittering saying oh blimey I'm going to be terrible I'm just hoping I don't go wrong because that's been known and um, I have gone wrong before a couple of times I've quite I think I almost you get so focused and then trying to ride the best you can that you can totally blank where you're going so that's another thing in my head that I'm a bit like oh what if I do that because that I sort of like really kick myself for that but it happens and you have to sort of forgive yourself for it and move on um but I have a system now that I know works so I'll You'll see me sort of early on in the day. I'll be wittering around and sort of talking too much. I'm very good at doing that, but then what I tend to try and do is sort of me and Shirley quite often at a show together with p j so we'll sort of tack him up between us. Shirley likes to plait, so she does the sort of plaiting I probably will keep out of the way while she's doing that otherwise p j fidgets and watches everywhere I go um looking for treats, I'm sure more so than anything else, and then when we tack up I'll sort of like. I'll sort of start tacking him up and then I like to do it just taking the time and I use that time to kind of not necessarily talk to anyone quite often I'll do it on my own and um, just sort of get myself where I need to be and then I have a definite way in which I work in I sort of always I work I ride them in the working in exactly as I do when I'm at home so I have a real system and I just work through the things I work through at home I just sort of obviously make it sort of a bit shorter probably, but as soon as I'm on and I sort of take that deep breath and I get in the arena and I start just stretching, I just do my walk and then my trotting circles, it's almost like a switch goes off and I'm I'm sort of, I'm there and I'm in it. Um, I think a bit, be- I didn't really realise that I did that so much until at Heartbreak this year, because of course I've forgotten about Hartley Festival dressage. Um, we did the Young Horse PSG test. And I remember... I was on quite late in the afternoon and so in the morning it was lovely because we were sort of it was it was beautiful it was really warm and so I remember me and Shirley walking around the shops in the morning sort of killing time and I was looking at all the people watching and we managed to sit and watch a bit of dressage and because I don't normally watch I normally keep out the way because I find that makes me a bit it it, sort of like touchy I don't know why but as much as watching is really good and really you can learn a lot I when before I Once I've competed and got my result, I'll sit and I'll watch it all day. But up until then, I like to just try and keep things in my head. So we were wandering around and sort of noticing all these people, the amount of people that were there and that were watching. And then sort of obviously went off, did my bit. And I remember working in and I was really lucky that Charlotte was there just before I went in and she gave me a couple of just little, that I definitely think this day really changed the way my test went. And we did... Probably still to this day, one of our best PSGs that we've done. It was just lovely. And I actually came out, well, actually I finished and I looked up and the amount of people, because I can't remember what was going on next door. There was something big going on next in the arena next door. I think it was the CDI. or So obviously the crowd was huge. And I just looked up and I was just like, oh my God. And I hadn't even noticed. I'd got on him and I'd gone in there and I hadn't noticed anyone until I was walking him out on a long way. And that's when it hit me so um yeah I think that's what I've sort of felt works for me I just have to get myself into a bit of a into a place
0: <laughs> and what is it that you do to get yourself into that place so you keep yourself away from things you don't necessarily watch other people that's got to be I think yeah I, sure that I tend to
1: not I tend to it's not very often I'll look at my times it's not very often I'll go and look at scoreboards and watch who's in my cl- see who's in my class or see who's going when I'll sort of try and sort of see maybe who I'm following. So I know when I'm working in, who to keep an eye on. So I know what time I've got. But if i honestly, I like to have my a watch on me or I'll ask or I'll speak to the stewards. Um, and yeah, I think I just keep myself a little bit away from it. i quite often sort of just before um, getting tacked up, maybe I'll sit myself away from everybody and I'll watch an old test. Um, so if I'm doing a PSG, I'll watch PSG and I like to watch the old ones where I've made mistakes. Because then it just highlights to me where I need to sort of where I need to be on it a little bit more, or I'll watch a bit of a lesson that I've had. so I just know which bits I need to be thinking of. Um, and I think that's that's sort of where I get in my, it's just yeah, keeping myself away, keeping quiet and just having a little conversation with myself to make sure I'm in the right mental sort of state to be able to get on and then take a deep breath taking a deep breath as well I think sometimes sort of at the beginning I kind of you get on and I sort of like really breathe in and sort of go height. Oh, and now we're on it sort of like almost blow out all the sort of worry and the wittering I think I get rid of all that earlier on when I'm chattering away and then I get on and I kind of sort of just chill and then we just do it <laughs> hopefully and,
0: <laughs> I find that really fascinating when I work with riders especially you know top level riders is um that you get the people who are very quiet normally who need to kind of work themselves up into being ready to go. And then you get the people that quite like yourself that are quite buzzy and chatty and what have yeah. who need to bring themselves down yeah. to be calm and able to focus. And it's, it's really yeah. interesting what people do in order to get themselves where they need to be. And yeah. you've had to learn over the years, haven't you? What the, the pressure performance curve is for you. So how much pressure do you need to perform at your best? And what do you need to do to make sure it doesn't tip over into too yeah. much pressure so you don't? And the only way to learn that really is to experience it, isn't it? Absolutely, and to learn it. yeah. So, and I know that you're a great believer in learning from things. So you've got a wonderful mindset, a growth mindset. It's not like, oh, that was terrible, I'll just give in. You can't have done yeah. that to get to where you are now. No. But you've definitely got this mindset around, what can I learn from that? What was that about? So tell us more about this kind of learning mindset that you've got that yeah. helps you reflect.
1: Well, I, th- I think, I th- again, as you say, it's almost doing it that then makes you realise because... Um, I think more so in the last few years because obviously doing sort of like even from the advanced medium upwards because it was totally new to me and because again I sort of because I've been doing I feel like I've been doing it for a long time even though I wasn't doing the advanced stuff I feel like I should be better than what I am so I do put a lot of pressure on myself sort of in that sense I always think and especially you know sort of like I managed to sort of train with Charlotte and sort of I mean, we've been on totally opposite directions really. So, um, but I do feel like I need, I should be better than what I am sometimes. So I do put a lot of pressure more so on myself as a rider than I ever would on my horses. Um, And so I think I didn't, didn't really realize it until I think, was it the beginning? No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a year before last that I did the advanced medium with PJ at the winter championships and I'd had a really amazing lesson with Charlotte, I think the week before, and we were really kind of pushing for that little bit more sort of pushing for that sort of more expression and sort of more, just more basically to try and aim for the biggest sort of marks. And um, he, we, when I did the advanced medium at the nationals, I got that in my head and I think I just overvote. I went in there, and I was riding for more, like I would in a lesson, as opposed to I probably not overconfident because I don't, I don't think I've ever been overconfident. But I think I just went in there and was like, right, and just I was in the gold, advanced medium, and I felt like you know I'm on this amazing horse and I've really got to ride for it. And we probably did some of the best trot work we'd ever done. And in the canter, we just made loads of silly mistakes, and we came out with a 68, which is a good mark. But I was like, oh, it should be a 70. And I came out and I was so hot with myself because I just felt like I just hadn't ridden it as well as I should have done. And just those mistakes, I felt like i would just made too many mistakes. And um, it was quite good because the following day I got to go back in and do the music. But... I just think I I, what I tend to do is I'll come out and then I'll be really cross with myself and I'll have this like little discussion with myself about what went wrong and then I think again it's almost like you have to take a deep breath and go right okay well it went wrong but now I've got to sort it out so what did I do what what did I do to make it go wrong okay I override and it was I mean I was in a very lucky position that it was videoed and I think I was staying with Charlotte and in the evening I let her watch it and because I, I was picking on myself and picking on herself and she was like for god's sake get a grip it's just a dressage test you know and she watched it and she was just like well the trot work was really good she said but you just push that bit more in the canter but sometimes without actually pushing you don't know that you're going to make those mistakes I just shouldn't really have done it at a, at a national championships it's a mistake I should have made at a and that's sort of one of the easier tests but sometimes when you make the bigger mistakes at the bigger competitions they probably have a bit more of an impact and really make you kind of go right I can't let that happen again and the following day he was super we had a really good ride around the uh, music and I think he ended up third um and then what else sort of like I think then sort of move on a year at the regionals at PSG he um it was the year that I think regionals felt like they went on for about six days because we had snow. And so the day I was meant to do the PSG, we had snow. And so I again, like what I was saying about earlier, I do have this particular way in which I work him on the days before a a test to make sure we're in the right place for the test. But rather than being able to, i would got him obviously right ready for it. And then I kind of had to let him down, and then I had to go step, take a step back to do the advanced media music, because that's what I qualified him for. To then pick him up again for the PSG. and he ended up doing sort of six days. And admittedly, I didn't, I, I didn't, because I, I had in my head, I, well, I can't push him. So I did some sort of stretchy days, and, and actually, I think really, even in hindsight, I don't know what I could have done different, because I just think it, it, it just, it was just one of those it was out of my hands really and I hadn't overdone him but at the same time it was really really cold the morning I did my PSG and I think he got a little bit cold probably from working sort of six days when he wouldn't ever normally do that he was a little bit tight and he just got really tonguey with the bit in the PSG and he'd never done it he's never done it before or since but it just happened and I looking back at it I felt like I'd ridden as well as i could have done but again we ended up i mean really he should have been sort of in the top end and we were sort of like still about six and on a sort of 67 percent with a lot of big mistakes again i should be sort of like i should have been pleased but i knew we could have done a lot better um and again i went through the whole like oh god terrible blah 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 and i don't think i really realized what an impact that had On the rest of the year because that was the year that I had just the most amazing year ever and I think it was just actually we we made all our mistakes in that one day so I was able to go away get cross with myself think about it and then put my head down into training to try and make sure it didn't happen again and and wow what a year we had so and it wasn't really until the end of the year I think I sort of said to you it wasn't until the end of the year that I looked back and went you know what when I really think about it the best or two of the tests that I really pull out and go, they were disastrous. I mean, they weren't disastrous really, but in my in my mind they were. But they're the biggest things that probably have made us go on to achieve what we have, um, more so than any of the really good tests we've had. And so. that
0: demonstrates beautifully, doesn't it? The idea of um you've got to get stuff wrong, you've got to fail a little bit to be able oh, to really, really learn as well. Yeah,
1: it? yeah. And it's on Oh hello. <laughs> Sorry. She's <That's all> right. <laughs> Buddy. Oh, hi Buddy. Um, he um yeah, well, I think I can't remember what he, he completely took my my, my thought right. away no, then. I we not know what
0: I was how, gonna say. We were talking about how you've got to fail sometimes. I mean obviously yeah. you'd rather not do it on the stage as it were, but no. sometimes you have got to do that to be able to learn from it and know what to do to yeah. improve and get better haven't you because if you're always Absolutely. just kind of getting the same thing then you're never yeah. going to improve beyond that are you yeah
1: and almost sometimes as much as you don't want it to happen on the big stages when it does happen on the big stages it then when you get over that it's like well you know nobody's died it's all you know every we're all still here we're all still training you know there's a lot worse things that can happen and it kind of puts things into perspective for you a little bit more too probably um so yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: Cool, okay, right, so I've got a question that's come in for you. Um, They said, this is brilliant, thank you very much. I'm a show rider and I'd love to hear what your top tips to transfer those skills into dressage test riding because I don't get the same enjoyment or vibes out of dressage riding.
1: Oh, well, I think um, what I found, I'll I'll sort of go from my own experiences, really. I think that's the easiest way of sort of going through it and still now, because I still, Help, I still ride show ponies for different producers, and I still went to Hoy's last year to help a producer. and I thoroughly enjoy just tipping my tail, I like going back into Hoy's, you can't beat it. Getting on a pony and going to ride in that top spec arena, it's brilliant. But I think um, what I found when you do, and I actually find dressage less stressful in some ways because when you do a show, when you do your bit in front of the judge, basically you, you feel like you can't really make a mistake because if you sort of canter on the wrong leg or something goes really wrong. That's the whole show that's ruined. Whereas with dressage, if you make a mistake, that's one movement that's marked out of 10. Um, so I know when I was just sort of competing showing that, I used to get really sort of like, sort of like, God, I can't make a mistake. I've got to make sure this goes right. But also, um, I think you, will, when you do your show, you have that minute or so, minute and a half, two minutes or however long, to really show off and show the judge what you've got. So you've got to sort of sit up and be like, right, this is my moment. And that I kind of de- have definitely taken forwards into the into the dressage. You know, when you go down that center line, you've got to sit up and look like you believe that you are on the best pony and you're gonna do the best test and they're gonna sit up and take notice of you. And it se- seems a bit sort of strange, but having watched loads of people ride, I think it's a. I think that's a really big thing. If Having sat with a judge and done writing and stuff, if somebody bumbles down the centre line, or same as if you're d- judging in the show ring, somebody bumbles out and they're sort of looking down and they're sort of like do a tiny little show as quick as they can and to get it over with, you kind of don't feel like they're there sort of showing off what they've got. Yeah. Whereas when you have somebody trot down that centre line and sit up and look up, and ride, say, and exactly the same in a show. If you come out of the, the the lineup, and you stand your pony up in front of them, and you sit up, and you're like, right, look at me, I'm here, and you're gonna take notice of me, and this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things I probably learn. Um, making sure you're really smart, that the pony or horse is really well turned out, um, and that you believe that you are you know you have as much of a chance as anybody else and that you sort of come out and say right look at me that's probably what I learned most from the show in, I think you've got to I be a show that. off
0: yeah you have you got to show off and and um it really interesting because I've over the years heard all sorts of people's opinions and definitely one of the ones from people that get really good scores is the way that they go in and say to the judge they're not saying I'm really sorry for being here let me just get out of your way for you it's, they're saying they're, they're noticing you yeah, yeah yeah it's like this is our moment watch us now because because yeah. I love this horse and we are one and let's yeah. see what we can do yeah, and absolutely. even if it goes a bit wrong in it they still kind of go oops never
1: mind carrying <laughs> on because you know hey ho yeah and I think it's sort of you can take a lot of sort of the training to help put the horse pony in that, in a, make it look and go better for the showing um, and vice versa. I, I mean, I learned so many tricks through the showing that really helped, sort of definitely helped put me where I am today. Because without having ridden all the different, I mean, we had a sort of all sorts, all sorts. Um, and so now moving on when I'm teaching or when I'm riding, there's not a lot that I haven't seen. And there's not a lot, well, there's none that I would say, oh, I'm not working with that. I think anything, if you, any horse pony of any shape, size, breed, if you just put the basic training in, you can make, any, you can make anything into something. You just got to believe it.
0: <laughs> That's so nice. I really love that. And actually, it's interesting because I did a Q&A with Caroline Moore the other day, and she said exactly the same thing, which is it doesn't yeah. matter what you've got. Put
1: no. the basics
0: in put the work in and you'll make it happen I mean yeah obviously it can't be compromised in some major way but you know essentially yeah
1: no absolutely yeah Yeah. so any
0: (laughs) any last top tips or thoughts or anything from you Jane your experience over the years looking back in fact here's a question for you what would you have said to yourself 10 years ago if you could give yourself a message back to your 10 I'd have
1: given myself a blooming kick up the bum and told myself to stop fannying around and to actually go out and do it and to believe in myself and not take no for an answer you know just just make it happen and in any which way because I was like 10 years ago I was not in a great place um and I wasn't really where I wanted to be and I was almost waiting for somebody to sort of push me there and to you know there's no I've been lucky enough that I've sort of moved on and I've had some amazing people behind me that have given me that kick that I needed to actually start doing what I've always wanted to do. But, yeah, I think at the time, you know, you can't wait for somebody to do that for you. If you want it, you've got to go out there and get it, any which way you can. And, you know, if whatever you have, sort of horse, pony-wise, if you want to go and do dressage with it, just put the work in and go and do it. And it's amazing what you can achieve. So, yeah, I would have given myself a good kick up the bum.
0: <laughs> I love that. And that's super inspirational. So if anyone's listening or watching this right now and they're yeah. thinking, oh, I'd really like that to be me, then yeah. your advice is have a kick up the bum. Tell yourself you can do it. Yeah. Go and, go and find try. a good trainer and yeah, yeah, just, just
1: get the basics in and yeah. give it a go. What have you got to lose? At least, if you're, at least if you're trying, you've got nothing to lose. And, you know, if you get knocked back down, just bust yourself up, learn from it, get up and carry on. <laughs> yep, get back in
0: that saddle. So, thank yeah. you so much, Jane. That's absolutely right. fascinating. Really lovely to hear your story and all about your journey. Really inspirational for people as well. And it's an absolute pleasure supporting you. And it is good fun when we do get to have a little <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> bit of fizz at the me. shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're a girl of the same heart as me. It's no problem at all. We always know we can share a little bit of something. Cool. <laughs> absolutely. Well, Thank you so much, Jane. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would you say? You've got Facebook, Instagram, those kind of things?
1: Uh, yeah, sort of Facebook and Instagram is probably the best best way to sort of contact me. Um, and what's your Facebook. Jane... I'm very friendly.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh JT dressage Training, is that your Facebook? Is that right?
1: Yeah.
0: And Instagram, can you remember off the top of your head?
1: Um I think it's just my name. Okay. Jane, Jane Tony. I Jane think Jane it is, yeah. yeah. It's quite boring. Yeah. Right. It is what it <laughs> is, easy isn't it, to Really. Find. <laughs>
0: and I mean you know like we talked about before you're doing this for the love not the fame so if your instagram oh, account isn't yeah. something sparkly hey
1: it's more for the training as much as anything I mean I love competing and to get chance to compete internationally is just insane I, I still can't believe it um but the thing even like now to me if I could just like keep learning and keep training and keep having the most amazing lessons and I enjoy training as well I really enjoy watching people achieve their dreams because i know how hard it was for me and sort of what it means to me so it's just as rewarding when i see the people that i support going on and doing it too so yeah and so one very
0: last question then i know you love training people to help them see their dreams what's the ultimate dream
1: the ultimate dream i think at the minute it is to get to grand prix and just see where i go from there um i'm not very good at putting the whole like what this is what i'm going to go and do but yeah i think if if I can just get up to Grand Prix and just achieve that that I've never really thought that I would, um, who knows? Sky's the limit. <laughs> I love then, that. Definitely international Grand Prix. That, I think that's a big yeah. Why, a big why just stop at yeah? Stop let's at not UK just stop at Grand, Grand Prix. Prix. Let's, no. let's go Grand Prix. Be able to ride it for like eighty percent and go international. If yeah. I could ride a Grand Prix for eighty percent, then I'd be blooming. That'd be it. I could. Well, I wouldn't retire because you'd, then you'd still want to be better, wouldn't you? Yeah, and
0: let's face it—you know someone who'll tell you they don't retire when they get to 80% at international grand prix.
1: No, (laughs) no, there's no no retiring once you reach that. I mean, at one point I was sort of, oh, if I could just—I've always been like wanted my 70%, but then you get that, and then you want to get 75. So let's stick it out there and try and get an 80 at international grand prix might right. never happen but you've got to just keep trying haven't you that's it well you heard it
0: here so jane's going for the 80 percent international degree. so the day that we all see her do that will be the day we'll send her a message going hey 23rd of april 2020 and lockdown that's gonna happen
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you gotta, so much I just gotta go and make it happen now well I,
0: I have absolutely no doubt
1: you will none whatsoever and little so, tom on you know, tom
0: and it'll you'll do it on your 14-2 pony as well yeah please.
1: that's it it'll be the dress size version of stroller <laughs>
0: So thank you so much, Jane, for your time. Thank you very much. I know everyone's right. really enjoyed it. So um, take care and we'll see, see all of you guys on the next Q&A next week. Yeah, Bye. Thank you. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into to our next one. Bye, everyone.
1: You got this You know you're gonna rock
0: this You got
1: this, you got this.